Welcome to the Teaching with Madly Learning podcast replay, fitting it all together to make teaching and learning in the junior grades more accessible, practical, and fun for both teachers and their students. Here's your host, teacher by day, mom of three, and curriculum creator of all the things from madlylearning.com, Patty Firth. So the school year's almost done. Are you on vacation mode yet? Well, before you head off on your summer vacation and your well-deserved rest and relaxation time, take these last few weeks to get yourself prepped and ready for next year. Trust me, it will save you a ton of stress and headache this summer, especially in that back-to-school season where you're still partly in summer mode, but you're also stressing about back-to-school and not being ready. The work you do now while you're still in the classroom Before summer vacation starts, your report cards are already done. The work you do now will definitely pay off when it comes time to get back to school ready. Hey, everybody. My name is Patty, and I am a teacher here in Ontario, Canada, and I'm also the founder and CEO of MadlyLearning.com. And we have a new episode every single week that is all about teaching and learning in the junior grades here in Canada. So if you are a Canadian teacher, just hit the like and subscribe buttons and make sure you don't miss a future episode that will help make your teaching life easier and more engaging for both you and your students. So what are some of the things that you can do now in these last few weeks of school? Your report cards are done. What are you going to do to get yourself back to school ready so that you can actually enjoy your summertime? Well, often right now what's happening is you're starting to get your classes built. So if you're a permanent teacher and you know what you're going to be teaching next year or you're most certain of what you're going to be teaching next year, chances are your classes are going to be built. This is a great time for you to have a look at who is potentially going to be in your room next year and just get a general understanding of ability levels. Now, really, the question you need to be asking yourself is how many of my students are going to be modified for academically? And how many students may be working below grade level but are not on modified programs? This presents a little bit of a dilemma because as the teacher, if the student is not modified for, you need to teach at grade level. So even if you might have a low group, you still need to cover the expectations at a grade level ability level. Even if your students aren't necessarily there yet, you can help support them to get there, but you cannot cross that line between accommodations and modifications. We have a previous video all about the difference between accommodations and modifications, and we will link it in the show notes to make sure that if you are wondering where that line is between modifications and accommodations, you can go check out that video for more information. But knowing the ability level of your class, the general area of where they are and how many students are working at what ability level will help you to plan for what you're looking for next year. Now, there's some things that you can do to get ready now here in June that will help you to relieve some stress and headache those last couple of weeks of August when you are really, really wanting to just stay in vacation mode, but your brain is starting to have the back to school scaries. So spend the time now so that your brain knows that you are ready to go. The first thing to do is really to look at the curriculum. Now, the curriculum here in Ontario, at least, it seems to be constantly changing. We are constantly having updates. We have updates to the science curriculum. We've had updates in the last couple of years to the math. There's potential updates to the language curriculum coming. Those literally could be dropped at any point. And social studies has been revised recently as well. So there's been a lot of changes. Take the time now to just read through it. 
know the content, figure out what it's asking you to do, what concepts you're covering, what things you're not. It's always good to refresh your idea and refresh your understanding of what's expected. Now, even though we do have some changes in the science curriculum, they're not tremendous amount of changes that are going to have to overhaul programs or need brand new resources, but there are some additional concepts, tweaks, and reorganization of some ideas into different strands. So having taking this time to look at those expectations are going to help you get a better understanding of what you need to cover and where the parameters are. It's also a good idea to look at the grade before you and the grade after you to understand where the limitations are. For instance, in grade five, students are expected to use numbers up to 100,000, but they don't go over 100,000. So really they're dealing with numbers that are five digits and less. So we wanna make sure we understand where the grade level starts and ends in terms of expectations. So we know grade fours are working on four digit numbers, grade fives work on five digit numbers and grade sixes work on six digit numbers. And knowing those parameters and limitations will help you put a frame around the concepts that you're going to be teaching next year. The second thing to do is to sit down and look at your long range plans. Now, if you want a copy of my long range plans for grades three, four, five, and six, you can get those both in non-editable and editable versions. You can go to www.madlylearning.com and grab my long range plans to get you started. And you will find the link to those in the show notes as well. It's a really important to long range plan because we need to first know where we're going. When we map out what we want to cover, when we want to cover it, and how long each thing is going to take, it helps us judge all throughout the year how we're doing, where we are, where we should be, how we can make up time, how we can adjust on the fly. Because we all know the best laid plans in teaching are probably not what's actually going to happen day to day in our classrooms. But when we operate from a system or a plan and we know what that system and plan is, it's going to make things a lot easier as we're actually in the thick of it because we can constantly be referencing back to that plan and make sure that we are on target or adjust accordingly all throughout the year to minimize our stress about what is getting covered and when. It also means that we don't overspend too much time on one concept and we are more aware of how we need to adjust and complete and move on and and get everything covered. So Check out those long-range plans at www.manlylearning.com and use those to help you make your own long-range plans that work with you and your teaching partners. The third thing to do is start gather resources. Now, I always like to gather resources that are comprehensive. I don't want just activities here and there that I have to put together. I have three kids. I'm running Madly Learning. I've got kids in competitive sports and every once in a while, a husband that would like some attention. So because of that, I want plans that are going to help me all year long. They're going to give me everything I need, that I can take those resources and use them because they're so comprehensive. They have the plan laid out. This is exactly why we design Madly Learning resources the way we do. We're not just offering worksheet packages or one-off lessons, but we really want to help teachers fit it all together. That's our goal always, is to figure out and simplify how curriculum goes together from beginning to end. It relieves the time and the planning and the mental load of actually seeing what goes together. It allows you to take those resources because you know the trajectory and the plan and tailor them specifically to your classroom. 
It's very rare that we would ever recommend someone taking a resource and then following it to the T and just expecting it to work. There is no way any resource is going to make you a great teacher, but the resource is definitely going to clear the path to allow that good teaching to shine. And that's what good resources do. They clear the path. They relieve some of the stress and the planning and the mental load that comes with teaching because it actually clears that path and allows you to actually teach the kids that are in front of you because you have the time to get to know your kids You have the time to get to know what they need and the time to actually spend and look at that resource and figure out how am I going to take this resource and make it, tweak it and change it slightly to make it perfect for the kids that are sitting in front of me. That is so much easier to do when you don't have to sit and sift through pages and pages of Pinterest or Google searches just to find that one little resource that you might need for tomorrow's lesson because you can stop planning hour to hour and day to day and start planning month to month or the whole year out because you've got the resources you need. It means that when changes happen, you can simply just pull up the resource and pick the lesson that you need, pick the resources that you want, and you know how it's going to be laid out. And it simplifies that process so you can actually take that time that you have at home to use it the way you want. You'll find all of our Madly Learning resources, including our comprehensive full-year language and math programs called Ignited Math and Ignited Literacy, as well as our science and social studies resources, all four grades three, four, five, and six at www.madlylearning.com. The fourth thing to do is to really sit down and figure out what you want your rules and routines to look like. Now, this seems somewhat simple and maybe not that big of a deal, But this is going to be the systems and processes of your classroom. Things run more smoothly when there are systems and processes. So when you sit down and look at what systems you want to have in place, how you want things to run, what worked for you this year, what didn't work for you this year, what worked for your teacher colleagues, and what didn't work for your teacher colleague. What works for the kids that are going to be in your room? Talk to their previous teachers, figure out what happens and what works and how they respond to different things. But sitting and planning out what systems and processes you want to follow in terms of how students are going to hand in work, where they're going to hand in work, how are they going to line up, how are you going to give them classroom management rewards, what's that going to look like, are you going to have tables, groups, rows, individual desks, are you going to have flexible seating or not flexible seating. These are all choices that you can sit and plan now. What are the rules, the routines, and the systems, and the processes that students use to go through all of those tiny little details that make your day as a teacher run smoothly. When you spend the time now to plan out exactly what those rules, routines, and processes are going to look like in your classroom, it means that you will have walked through those ideas. When you know what's supposed to happen and what a successful day looks like because everyone's followed the rules or followed the routines, when you have that in your back pocket and you know exactly what it should look like, That makes it a lot easier to reinforce what it's supposed to look like. Reality is, it's probably not going to look like that. But when you have routines and processes to fall back on, it makes it a lot easier for you that you don't feel quite so scattered and stressed out as a result. So if you want to get a template to help you plan out those rules and routines, you can find that again at www.madlearning.com. And the link will be in the show note for that freebie for the rules and routines. And the last, but certainly not least, is think about you as yourself as your teacher. What's one thing that went really well for you this year? 
What's one thing that you really want to try? Maybe there was a colleague in your hallway that was really doing something cool and you want to try that too. You want to integrate some new technique or strategy into your classroom. Maybe you want to try math centers, maybe spiraling your math program. Maybe you want to try open-ended writing tasks or centers. These are all of the things that can be added. Try not to change too much all at once. Adding one more thing to your plate is probably just enough. Add one thing that seems to be really important to you that you want to improve upon or you want to try or you want to get better at. Picking that one thing, making a plan for what that's going to look like and how you're going to carry it out is going to help you to further yourself as a professional. You can take a course, you can learn new tips and routines, you can try a new resource that aligns with your values as a teacher. Think about what you want to do, or maybe list all of the things you want to do and want to change about what teaching looks like for you, and then pick one. Pick one thing that's going to allow you to be more successful. When you do that, It's going to help you and keep your progress professionally as manageable as possible. Unfortunately, the reality is if we try to change too much too fast, we will often end up back into our rut of our old ways, which we're not very happy with, or maybe we wanted to try something new. So whenever you're making a goal as a teacher and how you want to grow professionally, pick the one thing you want to try and then go for that. Learn more about it, engage in it, find people that are already doing it, learn from them and then try to incorporate those ideas and make them your own so that it looks authentically for you as to what it is you want to be able to do. So the reality is, is that right now we have time. We have a few weeks. Everyone's winding down. There's lots of things to do. There may not be so much planning at the end of the year. We've got some trips and things, but now is a great time during your prep or during your downtime. If you find that there's some time for you to use that, Take the time to plan out now what next year might look like while you still have access to your school and to your resources and to your colleagues so that you can actually enjoy your summer for as long as possible. Thank you for listening to the Teaching with Madly Learning podcast replay. Join me on www.madlylearning.com for more information on all things teaching in the junior grades. Don't forget, you can always catch this show on the Madly Learning YouTube channel. See you next week for another replay episode of Teaching with Madly Learning.